Oh, a ministerial task team has been appointed to advise a new Minister of Higher Education and Training on matters relating to sexual harassment and gender-based violence in public universities. The department says that the appointment of the task team was its response to an open letter written by a group of academics to the minister in March. And you know of the many cases of sexual assault and violence that public institutions have had to deal with, not only between students, but also often involving lecturers as well. And the question has always been, are our institutions fully capacitated um, with institutions that can respond to these cases? And, And do they have... The, the trained staff to deal with such sensitive matters as well. Let's speak to Dr. Diane Parkos, the Deputy Director General for Universities at the Department of Higher Education, uh, the department which is now dissolved, Dr. Parker. Good evening. Welcome to uh, the Karima Brown Show. Um, good evening, Clement. How are you? And um, hello to all your listeners as well. Why was this task team appointed now when we don't have a ministry and a minister anymore? Well, the minister obviously got the letter in um, in March, and there's been a process since then. She met with some of the academics who wrote the letter to her. She's investigated some of the information. She's written to all the chairs of council requesting information about their policies and so on. And we already had a process underway with the Hague process in terms of developing a policy on gender-based violence mm. for the post-school education and training system. So this um, issue of putting in place a task team had been something that was discussed and that she had indicated she would do before the end of this administration. Mm. And so this is just the finalization of that process, putting into place this task team. Yeah. I think whatever whoever the minister is, you know, in, and we will know that um, soon, um, would want us uh, to go forward. Yeah. What is going to be the task of this team over the next 12 months and who's in it? Um, is it only academics or does it also include students? So the task team itself is made up of nine members. Ministers appointed nine members. Mm-hmm. Um, and of those members, it's a range of different people with different kinds of expertise and understanding. Um, and we try to include people who are sort of academic experts in the area of gender and, um, you know, gender issues, gender-based violence and so on, as well as administrators and people who are working at the administrative level within the university system and students. Um, and we also try to get a balance between male and female voices in that task team. So the task team is made up of six women, two men, and a student representative. Uh-huh. Um, the, the South African Union of Students will identify which representative they want on this task team. So we're unsure at the moment they will they're still to inform us of who it will be. Um, but that task team itself is made up of those people. And the the work, um, you know, we try to get a mix of age groups as well amongst those people, just so that we get um, a really good uh, advice from this task team in terms of the way to take things forward. And, and the main focus of this task team is to provide advice to the minister mm-hmm. on a number of issues. The, the terms of reference 
give details of of those um, among them, for example, you know, what advice would they give in terms of the effective introduction and implementation of the policy framework that we're busy developing? As you know, it's out for public comment at the moment. Those comments will come in. There'll be a finalization of that, and obviously we'll ask the staff team for advice as we finalize it, and then advice on how to implement it effectively. Um, and then a number of other issues that have been detailed in the in the terms of reference um, in this particular area. Mm. Are these universities, uh, Dr. Parker, fully prepared to deal with these cases of sexual violence and harassment, especially in terms of policies and support mechanisms? Because I've spoken to a number of students previously who have come out and said it's so difficult for us. We don't find safe spaces at these public institutions to, one, tell our story. But also, when we tell our story, there are no support mechanisms um, for us as victims, and we are still in the same space with the perpetrator. So it seems the institutions have been failing in the most part, uh, some of the victims of these cases of sexual violence and harassment. I think um, there are huge differences across the system. Not all universities have the same kind of resources to deal with these issues. Um, and what uh, and this is part of the work that needs to be done. Um, and one of the things that the minister's already done is she wrote to all the chairs of council and requested from the chairs of council what their formal policies are and descriptions of their processes and how they go about um, dealing with these issues. Yeah. We are, have already received reports from a number of institutions giving us details. We do know that some institutions have put in fairly robust processes around this. Um, it's not just about uh, students. It's also about staff harassment. And remember, this is in a context of South Africa where we have a general problem yeah. with patriarchy and with gender-based violence. So it's, it's within that overall context that we're trying to get to grips with it. The Minister has also um, undertaken to work with the Minister of Justice to look at how we can develop a, a register for of sexual offenders. You know, obviously one has to be very sensitive because you've got to make sure that whoever's on that register um, has committed whatever the offence is. Um, but that we can find a way of ensuring that Individuals who have been, um, you know, involved in this kind of thing don't get reappointed in other institutions and then um, perpetuate the, the the issue again. So, so there are a whole lot of uh, processes around this. So, institutions um, across the country have different capabilities and different um, processes in place at the moment, and that's really what this task team has got to do. They've got to analyse those reports that we've received from the institutions understand what processes and policies are currently in place and give advice on how we can work with those institutions and support those institutions to develop the kind of robust policies that will make a difference. Mm. Uh, And in responding, I mean, receiving um, the reports from some of those institutions, were there others that the minister looked at and felt, um, you know, they don't have strong enough policies to respond effectively with these cases or to these cases of sexual violence? Well, well, at the moment, you know, this thing um, really came to the fore 
at the beginning of this year with the open letter that came from these particular academics. Um, and it was on that basis that the minister decided to write to the chairs of council. So we are only receiving those reports right now. So they, they're busy coming in. We haven't yet got the reports from okay. all the institutions. And that's still got to be analysed. But we do know that there are some institutions, um, you know, for example, the one institution that had been on checkpoint um, that didn't even really have policies on sexual harassment that were in place at the time. Mm. And that's, um, you know, one of the things that was, was that, that, that came to the fore mm. in um, this process. Are there ever, are there ever repercussions for, for such institutions? Do you mean if they don't have policies? Yeah, if they don't have strong enough uh, policies, especially if, um, you know, there have been consultations with the department to say these are the kind of policies that are necessary yeah. to deal with these cases. So, so, you know, if you look at um, what's happened over the past 20 years or so with the white paper three and then um, the processes with white paper, uh, the, the white paper on post-school education and training, there was never a specific policy that was put in place around this. That is why um, uh, in 2016, 2017, there was this decision given these um, uh, you know, reports of violence, mm-hmm. sexual violence on, on campuses and so on, that there was a decision that such a policy needed to be developed at a national level. Yeah. Um, and that policy has now been developed um, there, it is out for public comment at the moment, and we're in a process of uh, taking that through to be finalised. Once it's finalised and it's published, then there will be specific, um, uh, you know, requirements of institutions to develop their own policies in line with that, and there will be processes in terms of ensuring that um, institutions report on the basis of those. Um, at the moment, uh, previously, there hasn't been any specific requirement for institutions to report to the ministry mm. on these issues. There's been an assumption that institutions would deal with these things in you know, a, um, a particular kinds of way. Mm. Uh, yeah, and also if you leave it all to the institutions, sometimes they're not going to deal with the issues effectively. I mean, there have been cases where students have reported certain lecturers who have harassed or violated them, and they would be suspended only for a short while, only for them to be returned back to work. And you have these students that are victims um, of the actions of these lecturers now being re-victimized. Yeah, I think that's that's part of the difficulty, and that's why it was necessary now to develop a national policy so that all institutions have to, mm. you know, um, deal with these issues decisively. And there are some institutions where, when these things, um, you know, came up, have developed very robust policies um, in terms of trying to deal with the issues, keep records of these issues understand what you know what the what the um, issues are and there are others that haven't uh, done that in the same way and that's that's precisely the purpose of this task team mm. what's going to be then happening uh, dr parker after the task team has now compiled the report um is it going to take 12 months and are they going to be submitting that to the new Minister of Higher Education? What's the process that's going to unfold once they've done and completed the work? 
Yes, so, so part of it will be them working to advise us in terms of finalizing this policy that is currently out for, for public comment. So that advice won't wait for the final report um, from the ministerial task team. Um, that, will be, that will be done as we finalize the, um, the policy. Um, other than that, they will advise the minister on all of these various aspects mm. in terms of, um, you know, that are in the, in the, in the, in the task team, advising on whether or not she needs to do a, a deep inquiry at specific institutions mm. into some of these cases, advise on measures to ensure that, you know, if there are perpetrators in particular institutions, what has to be put in place to ensure that they don't escape ju- justice, for example? Mm. Um, what are the appropriate measures um, to ensure that the, the department supports public universities in implementing the policies as they go forward? Identify from across the system the examples of good practice and what is happening at those institutions where they're really dealing with these things effectively so that those can be shared with other institutions Mm. and there can be a capacity-building process in terms of assisting institutions to get um, these kinds of practices in place. Um, Identify where there are real weaknesses in the, the, even at those institutions that have good um, practices, where the real weaknesses are, so those can be lifted and institutions can be shown where, why those are weaknesses in their, in their processes. Mm. Um, so all of these kinds of things need to be put into a, a formal report to the minister, recommending to the minister what, um, what she should be or he should be putting in place in relation to these specific issues. Mm. Um, and at that point, when we get that final report, then the department will engage with institutions around how we put into practice um, this kind of advice. All right. Dr. Diane Parker, the Deputy Director General for Universities at the Department of Higher Education. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And, I mean, are you a student? Are you feeling that there are safe spaces at uh, higher learning institutions?